Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called Sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about retirements. That's an upon further review. We're going to talk about baby mama and baby daddy issues. That's also for later in the show. We're going to talk about two paths to greatness. Hmm. I'm going to go in on that one. And, of course, we're going to have other issues, NFL, Major League Baseball, even some NHL news as well. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Pittsburgh and Oakland. So the reason for the embattled, sometimes crazy, and yes, I will say crazy, Former Steelers, now Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown and his departure from Pittsburgh was due to the Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger and the contentious relationship that seemed to boil over during the season last year. Well, Roethlisberger was on the radio show doing an appearance and he lamented on the relationship gone sour. Quote, I wish I wouldn't have done it. Well, because obviously we saw what happened and obviously it ruined a friendship. Just got caught up in the emotions in the heat of the battle. Close quote. Well, A.B., not at a loss for words or at least a loss at a loss for tweeting. He said the following through Twitter. Quote. Never friends just had to get my ends. Shut up already. You see, when you're a young wide receiver in this league and you're a late round pick or even undrafted, you pretty much got to do whatever to make it or even get a look. Hashtag mentality. Hashtag hungry. Close quote. Memo to Antonio Brown. Your is spelled Y-O-U apostrophe R-E in that instance. Hashtag spelling. Dateline New York City. Queens, as a matter of fact, let's go to City Field where the rookie Mets slugger Pete Alonzo decided to make a mark in a statement as he broke the team home run mark for a season. With 40, well, sorry, with 31 games remaining, he hit his 42nd homer this week off of you Darvish. Poor fella. That man just seems to give up big time homers in the fourth inning to put the Mets on the board that game. 
Alonzo felt really good when he hit the ball and he had this to say post game. Quote, as soon as that ball came off my bat, I knew right away. It's such an amazing feeling. It's been a dream come true for me so far this year, and I just feel really blessed and honored. Close quote. Well, the first baseman broke the record that was set by Todd Hunley in 1996, and then in 2006, he was equaled by Carlos Beltran. We will see if he can make even more hay in the month of September, because the bats have been hot and the balls have been flying out of parks all year. Have we gone back to the steroid era again? Hopefully not. Dateline, New York City. Well, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Former Canadians, former Predators, and now current Devils defenseman P.K. Subban decided to tie the knot, or at least he decided to make the date to tie the knot, to retired skier Lindsey Vaughn. Lindsay had this to say in a Vogue article about the engagement. Quote, Right off the bat, I knew he was different, but I'd been married before, so I was pretty hesitant to let myself think that I could find someone that I would want to be married to again. After a few months of dating, I knew he was the one I wanted to be with, though. He makes me happy, and he's so positive and energetic. Close quote. Well, in July, Saban proposed to Vaughn in their home out in Los Angeles. Now, for those who were not sure as to who Lindsey Vaughn is, well, this woman used to date Tiger Woods during the 2014 and 2018. Let me see. You get the drift. And I'm happy to see love, and it's great to have another couple want to share in their life with one another. Dateline, Kansas City. This story normally would be on upon further review, but there was another story that just simply eclipsed this one. But I had to focus on it. David Glass, the owner of the Kansas City Royals, is putting the team up for sale. Now, now normally you would say, well, mm, it really doesn't mean much. I mean, it's a team that's being put for sale. No, it's what he bought the team for and what he's selling it for is why I'm mentioning it. So almost 20 years ago, he bought the team for $96 million. That sale was finalized in 2000. Fast forward to 2019, four months from 2020, or I should say fast forward to this year because this was evaluated as of April of this year. Forbes magazine estimated the Royals franchise to be valued at $1.1 billion, not an M, a B. And so, of course, he's looking for a buyer and you'll do the math. He bought the team for $96 million. He's going to sell it for $1.1 billion. Uh, that means that this man will profit $1 billion from the sale. Something tells me that it's going to be harder and harder to cry broke in the world of Major League Baseball. I don't know about you, but it might profit somebody to buy the team or to own one. Dateline Melbourne. Team USA has been riding high basketball-wise, I mean, for the last 13 years. An NBA-filled roster of U.S. players has played international fairs and have not been defeated from 2006 until now. As they went to Melbourne and they got their butts handed to them 98-94. to The 78-game winning streak 
is now over in international play. The guard for the U.S. team, Kimber Walker, had this to say about the momentous L. Quote, they wanted it more than us tonight. Lesson learned for us. Close quote. And to my co-worker Julius, I heard you, homie. That one's for you. Dateline Sacramento. Well, the former Lakers player and former champion and former Lakers coach and former Warriors assistant coach. Wow, what a list. Luke Walton now can breathe easy because the investigation after being sued for sexual harassment has now been dismissed. So Walton was sued back in April by former Los Angeles-based reporter Kelly Tennant. And she contended that Walton forced himself on her in a hotel room five years back, back when, of course, he was an assistant head coach for the Warriors. Now, Walton has always denied this allegation. The NBA looked into it, and they concluded the investigation lacked, quote, a sufficient basis to support the allegation. Close quote. Well, he can hobnob some more in his bachelor ways, and hopefully he can lead the Kings to a place they haven't been since, oh, what, the mid-2000s? And that is the playoffs. Dateline the Metroplex. The battle between Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys continues. Elliott, who once a long-term extension is holding out. The Cowboys, who are looking at the two years left remaining on the rookie contract that Elliott has, is not budging, at least for now. The owner of the Cowboys, Gerald Jones, he had this to opine about the situation because he would be okay with this holdout as long as the stretch run has number 21 in the backfield. Quote, Listen, keep in mind that if we got a marathon here, and I'm so sorry, hold up. <clears throat> Quote. Listen, keep in mind that if we got a marathon here, and we want Zeke whenever we get to the playoffs. We want Zeke in the dog days of this season. Close quote. No, Jarrell, hold firm. Yes, this dude has outperformed his contract for sure. No question, no problem there. But you almost have to regard him as similar to, well, let's say, Carson Wentz of the Eagles, where you almost have to pencil in the fact that he's going to miss some time due to something. But at least for Wentz, it's because of injury. For Elliott, it may be because he got to a fisticuff fight with somebody. He may have gotten into a, an accident with a car, ramming into a Cowboys fan. He might have pushed over a, a security officer. Or he may have lifted the top of a woman in a parade. All of these things that I have mentioned are not hypotheticals. Those actually have happened. So if he is great on the field but unreliable off the field, you should do like many of us out here have to handle. If we do our wonderful jobs on the job, but if we have issues like, say, coming to the job or being drunk on the job, off the job or breaking the law, normally we get handled the pink slip. But of course, since we're talking about millionaires, that's not going to happen. And since I'm talking to a billionaire, I know it definitely isn't going to happen because the bottom line is winning. 
and that is the most important player on your team at the moment. Let, let's be quite fair about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to hold firm. This guy has to play out his contract. Now, I'm not saying that you have to wait until the end of 2020 and then you resign him. No, no, no. Say to him that we will take care of you after this season is over and we can talk about whatever terms you want. If it's linked, if it's guarantee of money, whatever, we'll talk about it after the 2019 season because you want to be a cowboy for life. We want you to be a cowboy for life. Just say it to him that plain, but we ain't signing a contract this year. Say it plain to him. And if he wants to hold out and be like Le'Veon Bell, but in this case, it would be worse because unlike Bell, (laughs) unlike Bell, Ezekiel Elliott is under contract with the team. Then you just have to shrug your shoulders. <sighs> Players Association, this is what you get. Players have to resort to this method for power moves. It's going to ruin both players and owners alike. Later, we will get into disputes between custody. We're also going to later talk about a player that we definitely hate see go, but he has to go. But immediately following the break, we're going to talk about Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Yes, neither one are playing, but both are in the news. Why? (laughs) I don't think you have to know why. Come on back as I go If the pain that you're suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss. Well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at getoverdivorce.org. All right, guys, once and for all, do you really believe that Patrick Mahomes has overtaken Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in the league? Or are you still going with Tom Brady? This is the sports prophet coming at you, boys. I want to hear it. And I want to hear what you have to say as well. Come on, VIP. All you have to do, just like Sports Profit said, just go on to CoSportsWithAZ.com. Click on the link that says, say it with your chest, and do just like what he did. And it's just simple. Click that link, record, speak, send. It's that simple. If you want to hear your voice on this show, that's all you have to do. And I'm interested to hear that answer, too. Do you also think that Patrick Mahomes has eclipsed Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in today's game. Hit me up. Peace.
Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! And, um, these two egos just simply cannot maintain their cool. Earlier last season, the two got together, and the two in which I'm talking and speaking about would be Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. And they reminisced and hashed out whatever issues they may have had back when they played together for the Lakers. Well, apparently, those issues still are at the surface, and both are playing us. What do I mean? Well, let me go on further, because I'm about to go so earlier this week Kobe Bryant was at the PHP agency convention in Las Vegas and it was a one hour interview and I think it was one of Bryant's confidants that was interviewing him and so the question was asked if Shaquille had the same work ethic as Kobe did, where would he be ranked? And Kobe said the following. Quote, he'd be the greatest of all time. He'd be the first to tell you that for sure. This guy was a force like I have never seen. It was crazy. A guy at that size. Generally, guys at that size are a little timid and don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. This dude did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I wish he was in the gym. I would have had 12 rings. Close quote. Now, Kobe went onward to talk further about the work ethic and basically Shaquille wouldn't put forth that effort. And quite frankly, Shaquille has actually said this to Kobe in front of cameras. I'll mention that in a little bit. But Shaq on Twitter fired back when he said, quote, lazy players do not get statues built for them outside of the Staples Center. And we would have had 12 rings if you would have passed the ball more. Close quote. Problem number one. There was no way with egos the sizes of both of you that you were going to last that long. You guys lasted only eight years together, period. So there wasn't any way that you all would make that work in having 12 rings because you wouldn't have played with each other 12 years. Number two, both of you in your prime, Shaquille, and ascending to your prime, Kobe, didn't want to admit the other guy was better. And you could say that this was media stuff, but let's be completely honest. Both of you thought that you were the best player on the team and you looked at the other guy as saying, okay, he's a means to an end. I saw this as a grown man. So you can't give me this fairy tale picture of what you'd probably paint Lakers fan or any other fan who was mm, four, five, six when you guys started your Lake Show era reign. No, I was in my 20s when I saw all of that go down. Problem number three. You see, when you play like this, because that's why I look at it, I look at it as you two playing. I mean, Kobe is going to say what he's going to say, that's just him. And Shaq's going to say what he's going to say, and he's going to be more of the clown than Kobe, and that's what he's about. But the fact that you you two just simply clown around with each other like that, it, it, it grates at my nerves because it insults my intelligence. 
You two don't have that type of hatred for one another. Let's be completely forthright. You two don't have a hatred at all. Yet, it makes for a saucy story for the media and for NBA fan that the two of you still, what, 14, 15 years after you guys have been a teammate to one another, that you all are saucy and you all are sassy and you all are combative and you all have bad feelings and ill feelings toward one another. I don't buy that. I, I buy that you two, you two are brothers. You two stick it to each other because you two like to stick it to each other. That's just your relationship because I see it when Shaq calls Kobe little brother and how it grates Kobe's nerves to be mentioned as little brother. And I see how it bothers Shaq when Kobe says, you know what? Your worth ethic sucks, Shaq. I see it. <laughs> you two love to push each other's buttons. Uh, I could care less. You can push all the buttons you want. You can pull levers all you want. You can kick each other's behinds all you want. I don't care. But the fact of the matter is you guys still seem to take your act on the road. I guess considering the the impact of what you all do, you might as well need to take said act on said road. Maybe it would sell out all over the country. Just having you two just be, what, grumpy old men and you two just clown each other. One takes the sage and just lob bombs to the other. The other takes the sage and you lob bombs to one another. Then you two sit at each other's, sit in front of each other face to face. You lob, ball, lob bombs at one another. And then you shake hands, dap it up, hug out. And then you look at the crowd and you bow and you bow. That's really how I look at it because it really is nothing more than a TV show farce. B. Happy in retirement. I mean, come on, Kobe, you, you have an Oscar. That's something that Shaq won't get. Not saying that he has the ability to get it, but I'm saying that he just simply isn't going to have any type of Academy Award winning performances. He's tried. It ain't happening. And Shaq, look, one, you have your doctorate. So almost all of us have to almost be forced to call you Dr. Shaquille O'Neal. Two, you are inside the NBA, which, let me be completely forthright, I really wish you weren't on that show because I know I don't find you as entertaining as the others. I find you entertaining as if you were by yourself more than with the ensemble of Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, and Charles Barkley. But that's the fate that we have. I mean, you all have your thing. Just be happy with your thing. Don't try to rope us in by having this fake beef that you both have said that it was fake even when it was considered real back in 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2003. And you said it was fake in 2004 when Kobe outed you, Shaq, for having a tippy-toe feel in breaking up your marriage and having affairs with other women. You you all can, can pass this as something I'm not. I don't find it to be entertaining. I just find it to be funny. Thank you for the act. Now disappear in your retirement stages. Please. When I come back, the adult of the week gonna like this because it's gonna be a little different you've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet Cold sport. 
From the Vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. August 31st, 1997. The hard luck Houston Oilers found their way north as they moved to Tennessee, Memphis to be more specific, as they played their first ever game as the Tennessee Oilers against the Oakland Raiders. A Nipitak Fair back and forth affair brought the half capacity filled Liberty Bowl in Memphis to their feet as a performance of a lifetime was unveiled in front of them. Eddie George carried the ball 35 times for 216 yards in a 24-21 victory, notching their first ever victory as the home team in the state of Tennessee. Of course, the Oilers went onward to become the Tennessee Titans. They have since moved from Memphis to Nashville, where they now celebrate their 20th anniversary of their stay in Nashville. Eddie George notches his single best performance in the NFL on this date in 1997. Brought the Vault, brought to you by Cole's You want to purchase shirts that actually say something that give you that appearance of being important, of wearing basically your heart as well as, well, your belief on your sleeve or on your shirt. Well, come to the Christian T-Shirt Company. We have all of what you're looking for. You can find that store at Sports with a Z.com. Johnson here. You know the deal. Dot of the week. Dot of the week is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dot of the week is. Former Kings, former Pelicans, former Warriors, now current Lakers center, DeMarcus Cousins. Now I'm going to put this disclaimer on this particular Dota of the Week for this reason. This is not to bash. This is not to clown. This is not the joke. This is going to be a different Dota of the Week segment. Now with that PSA out the way, you land on this 
particular part of the show, Mr. Cousins, because you let your emotions get the better of you. Now, all right, to to, to set the table for those who, who don't know what happened. So there was a an audio that was leaked to TMZ, supposedly it being DeMarcus Cousins and a conversation between him and his baby mama. And Cousins wanted to have his son attend his wedding. The baby mama was not having it. So the conversation went like this. Go shoot the ball. Can I have my phone? Go shoot the ball. Right. Can I have my phone? No, he's not coming. Here we go. Email Demarcus Cousins. CC Baby Fathers. Subject of email. Cool. Body of email. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your head. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your head. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your head. Do you hear yourself speaking, Demarcus? You aren't supposed to say that type of stuff to your son's mother. Ever. No matter how angry she makes you. No matter whatever she has done to put a block between you and seeing your son. You shouldn't have anybody bring you to that point to where you threaten bodily harm on them. This is not a game, dude. And those aren't just words. As you now found out because Alabama's looking for you to arrest you. And so I have seen debates in, in, in sports group rooms where you have on one side baby fathers who can relate to that, that stress and that anger and that frustration from a baby mother acting an absolute fool and denying them the right to be a father to their children. And then there's the other side where it's like, well, well, I mean, look, the baby mother has the right to do it. Well, let me tell you why you both are wrong. And it's funny that this is happening now because the next episode on my other podcast, one of my other podcasts, Get Over Divorce, is going to talk about this particular issue here. The one thing you should not ever do in life is use your children as a pawn to get over and to rub it in the other mate's face. You shouldn't ever do that because you're dealing with a human being and most importantly, you're dealing with an impressionable one. You don't think DeMarcus Cousins' son didn't hear that conversation from his mother knowing that it probably was DeMarcus on the other end, because probably she said something to the effect of, <sighs> It's your daddy. I'll answer this phone. You know that had to happen before she actually said hello and entertained whatever conversation was recorded. So here it is. Do I think it's fair for a baby mother to withhold a child from having him see his father or her father. No, never, never. It is never cool. It is never right. It is not fair. It doesn't make sense unless there is a restraining order or you have full 
full custody of the child and the father's absentee outside of those realms if the man wants to be in his child's life then he has every right to be around his son or daughter period you're not supposed to withhold because well i just don't think it's right no no you created this child with this person you have to co-parent with him period now do i think that a baby father should say something like this to threaten a woman never why because our strength is meant to protect a woman not to scare her and those types of words are scary especially coming especially having it come from a 7 foot 250 pound man and then when this gets played in court because I guarantee it will be played in court and I'm not talking about criminal I'm talking about civil and the Marcus Cousins baby mama is going to say this is exhibit A as to why I want full custody of my son and I don't want that man nowhere near him you know what the judge is going to do bang the gavel and say you know what this woman's right bam case closed you have to keep your composure i'm not saying it's going to be easy i'm not saying it's going to be i'm not saying what she's doing is right it almost is like what michelle obama said in the 2016 democratic national convention when they go low you stay high i mean there's a reason why she's being that way to you because more often than not she still has feelings for you and considering demarcus that you were getting married she probably feels salty because there's part of her that's saying that should be me. And so she's going to treat you extra salty. And knowing that she's going to throw a little sodium on your life, you should be prepared for that and say, you know, I want to have my son here. Unfortunately, if you're not going to have that happen, then I may have to take measures that I don't want to, well, I don't want to take and legally make that happen. Now you're not threatening her there. You're just saying that you have a right to see your son and you want your son to be a part of your life, especially in the big, warm moments of it. And I know it's been hard for you. The last two years have been difficult for you. You go down to a debilitating Achilles injury in January of 2018 and you were on the cusp of having one of these big time deals that would have set you and your family up for life. You rehab that, you come back in January of this year, you play for three months, then you tear your quad in April, you're healing back from the quad tear, and then this month, you mess up your knee. So I get that it is really difficult for you, and you need to see some silver lining, and this is a silver lining for you. I'm with you on that, homie. I'm with you 1000% on that being your silver lining. However, you have to take in effect and take into account. And I know this is going to be hard for you, baby fathers, but you have to take into account that this woman is in charge of your son's or daughter's life because you created a life with her. And that if you were to put angst upon that woman, you're putting angst upon your children too. That is an extension of your children. You have to look at this baby mother as an extension of 
your children. DeMarcus, look at that woman as an extension of your son. And when he grows up, would you want him to say something of that, of that ilk to her or to your wife? I don't think you want him to be that belligerent to his mother or his stepmother. And this is why I say that I do not have baby mamas and I'm so glad for that because I don't want to have this situation be brought upon me. And this is what happens when you put lifetime expectations and do lifetime situations with seasonal people. You get this as a result and the result is never good for all parties involved. DeMarcus, yes, you may be hurt. Baby mama, yes, you may be hurt, but your son, when he hears this, because he's going to hear it one day, it may not be now, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, but it will be sometime between now and the time he's 18. He's going to hear this, and he's going to be scarred if he's not damaged already. And he's going to see his parents can't get along, and that's just another hurdle that he has to climb over. And the fact that being black, it's just added on to the fact that he's got to climb over the hurdle of his parents not being able to get along. Patch that up. Stop denying a father to be in the child's life, mothers. Stop letting the mothers goad you into threatening situations to where you could put yourself in jail or lose or worse. Because jail isn't as bad as the worst aspect of it. Losing custody of your child. Because some of these baby mothers are trying to do that. Be above that and fight the battle the right way. Cole Johnson, Cole Sports, Cole Sports, with the Z dot com. When I return, people going crazy about the retirement of Andrew Luck. Upon further review, is next. The MCU, I mean, right from Iron Man all the way through, uh, has been just an incredible ride. Mm-hmm. And everything that was Sons of Guns touches turns gold, man. I mean, literally. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, it's just been a great ride. I'm glad there's a bit of a break here after the last Spider-Man movie. One third of Voice from the Underground and a producer of said show, Jason Dutch, reveals himself. Click the Revelations link on Cold Sports with a Z dot com. Installment of Cold Sports, 
the NFL regular season is here. Yes, week one will begin. We will talk about the game that starts the season, the Packers at the Bears at Soldier Field, kicking off the 100th year of the NFL. We're, of course, going to talk about Major League Baseball in the heat and throws of their races, a little bit NBA, a little bit NHL, and other things that will go on the sports docket. That and more on the next episode of Cold Sports. That will be awaiting for us when we turn the calendar to September. But we haven't turned that calendar yet. We still are in the last day of August. And what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate one of the greatest players of today's era, Mr. Andrew Luck. We are saddened that you're going to retire. But we're going to celebrate your career. And upon further review. Peep this. I'm in a newsroom. I'm readying myself for my weekend because, well, I am at the newsroom Friday and Saturday nights. And I'm happy because I'm about to enjoy my two-day weekend. I get to rest some. (laughs) When a half hour before I'm about to leave my shift, there's news that comes out of Indianapolis. And one of my coworkers turned over to me and he said, you see this? And I saw it right when he said it to me. And he said, Andrew Luck has just announced his retirement. And so I had to look. I was like, okay, well, let me see. So I saw that it wasn't that he announced it. It was ESPN's Adam Schefter jumping the gun and saying this sources are saying that he's going to retire. And of course, about a half hour after that, the news just spread like wildfire. And of course, it's been the biggest news story for probably the balance of this week but what has gotten my goat about the whole situation is when Andrew Luck walked off the field because once he did walk off the field in their home game against the Bears in Lucas Oil Stadium this is what he heard So I'm going to do this right now. And, and, and actually, and upon further review, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be completely forthright. This is not to all Colts fan, but this is to a many of you. Colts fan, the only reason why I can't put you in Dole of the Week is because you all aren't athletes, but I'm, no, I am going to make an exception here. Colts fan, you are the Dolt of the Week! For booing a man who has been your best player since 2012. Here he is. He has tried his best for the last four years to play hurt, not and to play injured. He has gone through the loop of injury, rehabilitation and settling into whatever system is being run. Injury, rehab, reestablishment. Injury rehab reestablishment. Injury rehab reestablishment. He's been doing that for the last four years. And he saw in April he was about to do that again. 
And so he said he made a promise to himself that he wouldn't be in that spot. He wouldn't be in that situation. He would, if he saw himself there, say adios, I'm gone. So he saw himself in that situation. He tried to delay it as much as he could. And he said, no, no more. No mas, can't do it. He stepped away. Wisely stepped away. I have zero issue with him. I have zero issue with his decision. I have zero animus and animosity toward him for it. And why? Because I have put on the helmet. I have put on the pads. I have suited up. I have gone on the field and I have practiced and I have played in games and I know what it takes to do that every single game. It is not for the weak. And for those who have never set foot on a football field, you won't understand it. Now, have I done it at a professional level? No, but I've done it and I have felt those pains and I have felt those hurts and it sucks. Now, I haven't had to debilitate any injury or debilitate injuries like what Andrew Luck had had to overcome time and time and time again. But I have done the work of practice and film study and more practice and more film study and games where you get hit funny. Uh, you, <laughs> something feels strange. And you go through this 65 to 70 times a game. You basically go through 65 to 70 car wrecks a game. And you do this, at least for the pros, at least 16 times. And if you're fortunate enough, you go through it either 17, 18, or 19 times, meaning that you've gone to the playoffs and you've suffered this type of debilitating car wreck feel over and over and over again. Andrew wanted to have a normal life. I can't fault the man for that. And early this week as well, you heard another early retiree, Rob Gronkowski, talk about how he didn't feel that love for football, just like what Luck said in his press conference. He didn't feel that love of football, and he was in the Super Bowl of this year. And he was saying in February, this past February, he wasn't feeling the love. He was feeling hurt. He was more concerned about recovering from a pain than he was the exhilaration of playing a child's sport at the highest level. Sometimes you have to understand that there is pain and there is injury and that supersedes whatever goes on on the field. Health supersedes greatness on the gridiron, period. So I'm not going to fault luck for wanting to walk away. Now, what I am going to fault and who I am going to fault I'm looking at you, Mr. DUI, Jim say, Yes, I'm looking at you because you and I have to thank Mr. Brian Snow of Snowman Unfiltered for this, because if he wasn't going to point out, I definitely was. You have been basically front and center, the man, the trigger man in hurting two quarterbacks in the past 10 years. Two. Yes, early in this decade, you had Peyton Manning needing neck surgery. And then later on in this decade, you had 
luck with the myriad of injuries that he has. And why is that? Well, it's because you decided to not replenish Manning and Luck or reward them or protect them with the one thing you have to do when you draft a franchise quarterback, and that is have an offensive line. So no offensive line, that pretty much means you have your quarterback for target practice, for defensive linemen, for defensive ends, for linebackers, and probably for blitzing safeties too, at least for 100 hits, not counting the sacks, a year. And so you mortgage your future. You said, okay, well, Manning is on the tail end of his career. He's gone. Well, he went to two more Super Bowls and won another ring after you let him go. He retired in 2015. The guy that you mortgage your future on only lasted three years longer. So that pretty much tells me, sir, that you do not know how to protect your best investments because if you did you would have been about the business of getting any type of offensive line help but it finally dawned on you now like in 2017 to draft offensive linemen finally you saw one quarterback go down to injury because of a porous offensive line and you saw a second now i don't know if you're going to see a third of the ilk of one peyton manning or one andrew luck to man your team behind center. That's going to have the ability to elevate your team. If they're not on the field. From lottery pick to Super Bowl. And I say lottery pick. But I'm I'm being literal and, and facetious at the same time. I'm happy that that man decided to take care of his life. Take care of himself. And he made a promise when he was injured. During 2016-17. That. He was not going to do anything that was going to infringe upon the relationship he has with his wife. And when he saw that it was going to do that, he was going to leave. And mind you, this guy has an engineering degree from Stanford. So this is not a this is not a, a, a dumb jock. This guy is smart and this guy is going to do some huge things in the post football life. But I'm here to celebrate the greatness of Andrew Luck. Number 12. We're going to miss you, man. I'm going to hate seeing you go. And I'm talking as a Texans fan. I'm going to hate seeing you go. I, I wish you were still here. I wish you could have played another another four or five years. I wish you were here to show your level of greatness, your wonderful um, competitive spirit. The fact that you would get hit by defensive, defensive linemen and, and linebackers and defensive ends. And you would actually say, good hit, my man. That was a nice shot. I love how you love that competition. You were respectful towards your opponent, yet you still had that itch, that drive to bury them. I love competitors like that. And I loved you as a competitor because that's the type of competitor I would say to my son. I want you to emulate Andrew because this is how I want you to be respectful of your opponent, but knowing that your job is to score one more point more than your opponent at the same time. I respect you for that. I respect your game for that. And you should have gotten your roses because you, sir, you showed that you could be classy and you could still show excellence at the same time. Now, it's unfortunate you didn't get to a Super Bowl, but you still made a mark. And if people in Indianapolis cannot appreciate you, 
your fellow Houstonian can. Yeah, because I know you came from Stafford. I know. And Stafford's only 20 minutes away from where my parents live. So you're a, you're a hometown brother to me. And I'm glad that you made your mark. And I'm even more excited to see what you're going to do in retirement. Andrew, anytime you want to talk to Mr. Cole Sports, I'm here for you. I will always be here for you. And I respect everything about you. Thank you for your contribution. And thank you for showing us that there's more important things to do than being an athlete on the gridiron. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is flashing like a neon sign. Click it and subscribe to Cole Sports with a Z. Now, if you want exclusive content, content only you can see, not even the general public can see it. Well, you can just go to the Patreon page link on Cole Sports with a Z. You want to say it with your chest like my brother Sports Prophet? Say it with your chest. You can go on to Cole Sports with a Z. Click it on there and record what you have to say. If you want to type it out, you can reach to us through email. An email is right there at Cole Sports with a Z. You want to hear this voice on voiceovers and commercials? ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can reach me there. The private Facebook group? Come on down. The Cold Sports VIP room is waiting for your opinion. Intelligent and passionate. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can find it. Any guest appearances that I've made? You want to heal from heartbreak and loss? Or you want to hear how I do interviews? You can look at all of that on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it doesn't matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do these three simple things, please. Love your neighbor as yourself. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.